Hare Krishna. Welcome to Sankirtan On, where by giving we grow. This is your host, Ananda Murari Das. All around the world, people are experiencing lockdown, a new pace of life due to the coronavirus pandemic. Yet still devotees are consistently and with great determination scheming different ways that they can spread this Sangratan movement because in reality Lord Chaitanya's movement is never cancelled. This Sangratan movement is never cancelled. And so devotees always find a way. And this week we're speaking with a very wonderful devotee who reaches out to people who are in lockdown all the time. We're talking about prison ministries. Chandrasekhar Prabhu is the disciple of A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada and has written over 40,000 letters to inmates, his bhaktas he calls them, throughout all the prisons of America and India. Thank you so much for listening. Please share, subscribe, and give a five-star rating so that these Sankirtan stories and inspiration can be shared far and wide. We hope you enjoy the show. Hare Krishna. So Hare Krishna, welcome to Sankirtan On. This is your host, Ananda Murari. Today I'm here with a very special guest, uh, a, a, a big inspiration for myself, uh, one of the first devotees I personally ever met when I first met the Hare Krishnas, and uh, His Grace Chandrasekhar Prabhu, disciple of Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for being here, Prabhu. Oh, Prabhu, I'm so happy to be here. So happy to see you again. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's been uh, it's been almost maybe a year or so since I think I've seen you, maybe more. So it's very nice to see you even virtually. Oh, you got to catch up with me. I'm running around. I'm preaching. I'm teaching. I know, Prabhu. I know it's true. <laughs> so Chandrasekhar Prabhu is the he. Uh, what year was that that you? Because Chandrasekhar Prabhu has started the prison ministry in Iskon. What year was that that you started that, Prabhu? Oh, I began the prison ministry in 1987. 1987. Okay, and I, I was, I was thinking, Prabhu, that this would be very uh, interesting for this time, especially for this podcast, because all over the world, people are experiencing lockdown, and uh, yeah. and you've yeah. dedicated the majority of your spiritual life to serving those who are in lockdown indefinitely, a lot of times. And um, I, I thought, what an amazing opportunity to uh, perhaps engage others in this in this transformative uh, service, which is which is kind of reaching out to those that are currently in lockdown in prison, because there's devotees all over the prison system. Right. So just for um, just for devotees that may not know who you are or, or may have never met you, could you give a little bit of your background, how you met the devotees, when and where, and what 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 your experience was? Sure, um, I was uh, going to college and I had the questions: Who is God? Uh, uh, what is the, our purpose? And my professors and priests and parents. They weren't able to fulfill these, uh, give me the answers. So I headed out to the Himalayas, the Himalayas of America, the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> I headed to Denver because in Denver, in Boulder, and outside of Boulder, up in the hills, there were so many yogis and gurus. The Zen monastery was there, and I won't, I won't bring up all their names. But So I went to all these yogis and so-called gurus. And I asked them the questions I'd ask everybody else. 
um, who is God. And of course, I was I was cheated a thousand times mm. till I met Srila Prabhupada. Mm. So I, I, I had just had this experience where I went in to receive knowledge from this popular guru at the time. And well, there was no knowledge. I came out of that session. I was I was frustrated. I had no material education. I had no spiritual direction. And I wanted to know answers to my questions. And so I came out. I sat on the steps. And I didn't know whether to walk right or walk left. What was I going to do with my life? And my buddy said, hey, dude, I'm hungry. Let's go to the Krishna temple. So the Krishna temple was brand new in the summer of 71. And the devotees had just come down from Boulder. And um, so we walked in the front door of the 1400 Cherry Street Denver Temple. And there were like 60 or 70 African-Americans jumping and dancing and singing. I said, man, I love this. I started run toward him. And he grabbed me. He said, dude, no, that's not the Hare Krishnas. Those are the Pentecostals. They're going to leave next <laughs> week. The Hare Krishnas are downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so we went downstairs, and the devotees lived down there at the time. There's Maitreya Das and Kamalavati and a few others. Tulsi, I think, was there. And um, they, they had a play. Uh, the uh, Kazi tries to stop the chanting, and they were smashing these mudungas. <laughs> these homemade, these, for the play, they made these mudungas. And there was a great kirtan and feast at the end. And, oh, they had, they had captured my... My heart. So that's how I first first became captured by Prabhupada. As I was speaking to one of the devotees, Prabhupada's picture was just above him. He was talking. I was looking at Prabhupada. I was looking at him. I was looking at Prabhupada. And really, at that time, really at that time, I accepted Prabhupada as my teacher. I accepted him into my heart at that time. Hmm. Um, so that's how I first uh, uh, learned of the devotees. It was Denver in summer '71. That temple's been there ever since. It's uh, flourishing beautifully. It's it must be very pleasing to Shil Prabhupada to see all the devotees, wonderful devotees, who come out of that mandir. And uh, I'll be visiting you in uh, September, so I hope to see you there. Jai, well, that's. Yeah, I'm see Radha Govinda at that time. I'm very happy to hear that. that I I I feel Prabhu is that I've I've heard that story before, and I never yeah. tire of it actually. Yeah, <laughs> because. And, and in general, when I hear devotees kind of tell their story about how they came to Krishna consciousness, there's something so magical and, and really romantic, right? How Krishna attracts us in all the perfect ways. I was exasperated. I had no direction. I didn't know what to do next. Mm. It was like when Prabhupada walked off the boat in New York City. He said he didn't know whether to walk right or walk left. Mm. So um, it was Prabhupada saved me at that time. It was, a, it was as you can imagine, it was a great sense of relief. And then from that point, I went traveling all over the country as a hippie. But whatever I, wherever I'd go, I'd organize all hippies, and we'd have meditation. We'd hold hands and sit in a circle and chant Hare Krishna. Mm. And they used to come up to me afterwards and say, "Hey, hey, it's all inside, isn't it?" I said, uh, "Yeah, I think it is." <laughs> <laughs> so. And then I met Vishnu Jana Swami and shaved up there, and uh, I, I served under under him for some time. And that was in that was in Austin, Texas. No, he had just left Austin. He left uh, Sankarshan and Pilatananda and 
Hulastia, um, and came down to San Antonio al alone uh -huh. with Dwee Jahari, the former Marine, Korean War Marine. That's right. Dwee Jahari, he would uh, sell in a spiritual sky incense during the day, and Vishnu Janaswamy and myself would take the uh, Bhakti Yoga bus, and we'd go to high schools every day. And we would have chanting, dancing, and feasting all day, and that was my life. I thought it was gonna. I thought I was. I would be doing that now, 50 years later. Wow. <laughs> uh, so Ma Maharaj attracted me, shaved me up, and trained me up. And and that's where, because um, I remember reading in Radha Vilas, and they they have this yeah. whole this whole beautiful episode where Maharaj goes down to. Uh, San Antonio, and he's just doing kirtan. They have, you know, some hippie gives, he has like a tambourine. And then the hippies would invite him over to their house, and then he'd cook dinner, and they'd have these kind of uh, one-off programs all over. Um, I also remember reading in Radhodama Vilas that one of the programs Vishnu Jan Maharaj would do was these prison preaching programs. Is that where you first experienced prison ministry? Oh, well, as a matter of fact, it is. It was called the Bihar County Jail, and it was spelled B-E-X-A-R. It's not the India Kingdom of Jar. It wasn't the Kingdom of Jarasunda. He was the King of Bihar. But it was uh, Bihar County Jail, and uh, Arasara recorded Jailhouse Rock, which is a rare uh, cassette or recording of Vishnu Janaswamy doing kirtan in the prison. Um, and uh, so that was my first contact with prison preaching. Uh, I understand Jayananda was doing prison preaching yeah, in the West Coast. He had uh, the devotees cook a bunch of halava to take into the prisons, and it, this buttery halava, and the boys were all ex uh, enthusiastic. He said, let's go, pack up the van, let's go. So they headed halfway to the prison, stopped. He said, pull over here. And he said, okay, let's eat the halava. They said, they said Jayananda Prabhu, they won't have any for the prisoners. He said, you can't take this into the jail. This is for us. How do you bowl? These great souls, these great souls, they were all going to prisons uh, here and there in in the 70s. And uh, Goswami Maharaj, Tamal Krishna, he was uh, going to the federal facility in Oklahoma. I forget the city. Ada, Ada, Oklahoma, I believe it was in. And you, you, sorry, just I want to tra tra uh, track back a little bit. You said there's a recording of Vishnu John Swami chanting in the prison? It's called the Jailhouse Rock. Really? Is that online? Yeah. Do you know? Well, here's the thing. Parashara, who I understand is somewhere in Chicago, he recorded it. There's a friend of mine who's a uh, Vishnu John Swami PhD in Chicago, wow. Dr. Adam, and he has uh, everything... Vishnu John related. I mean, yeah, everything. Young Dr. Adam. Young, you know him. Young Dr. Oh, Adam. Oh, man. Really? I didn't know. He was well, I'll bet you if anybody has that recording, Young Dr. Adam, he would be the best talk. Okay, Dr. Adam, if you're listening to the podcast, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we want to s seek out this this rare recording of Vishnu John Marsh. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was. Could you could you describe those those some of those programs that you that you experienced with Vishnu John Maharaj and in, in doing prison preaching? What what that was like? For well, you? well, here's the thing. That was almost 50 years ago. It was one program. It was in Bihar County Jail. Mm. We didn't go elsewhere. Um, it, the temple didn't last that long. He was called to the uh, road show, mm. and I joined him there. I I traveled with him there. Um, so we only worked the Bihar County Jail for some time. And again, it was the standard program of Maharaj's 
sublime preaching and his sublime kirtan. Mm. And everybody was, everybody was uh, enchanted mm. by Maharaj. Yeah. Mm. So then after, after traveling with the Radhadamadar party for some time, and then you said in 1987, you started the prison mm -hmm. preaching ministry. What, mm -hmm. what, was the, what was some of the inspiration that, that kind of led you, and, and how did it kind of come about that you started writing these letters? Well, here's the thing. If this can help a lot of people, I hope. I hope this story can help, because here's what happened. Um, my wife passed away from squamous cell carcinoma. She was a first-class devotee, uh, disciple of Kridayananda uh, Maharaj. And uh, she passed away. I had two little girls. So I was a single father. And then I was working, taking care of the kids. But I had no more connection with the Sankirtan movement in the sense that I, I didn't have any more service I could contribute and I was lost and I was empty and I, I cried and cried and prayed and cried please my dear Lord please give me some service so that I can serve Srila Prabhupada's mission and so from those prayers I became inspired we were in New Orleans at the time I said I, I asked the temple president I, Prabhupada said damaged books can go to prisons so I said hey can I take these old volumes that are damaged and send them out. So I did that. I send them to about 20 prisons around um, Louisiana. I thought, oh boy, this is great. And I thought within like a few weeks, I'd be getting all these letters from interested inmates. Um, it took me a year to get the first letter. Mm. <laughs> but what happened is right after I sent all the books, I started getting very active in prison work. I contacted the BBT. If you get any letters from prisoners, please send them. I contacted temples. If you get any Letters from prisoners, please send them. Um, Dharma Das had done prison preaching for a little while. He had 15 inmates that he wrote. And he said, look, I'm going to Miami to manage the temple. I can't do this anymore. Here are these 15 inmates. And that was the seed. That was the beginning. Then I listed myself in prison resource list where prisoners get this resource list. And if you're interested in Christianity, contact these people. If you're interested in Buddhism, contact these people. And hey, if you're interested in yoga and meditation, contact, contact Chandra. <laughs> so guys have been writing me. I've written over 44,000 handwritten letters mm. to, uh, to uh, my prison bhaktas uh, all over the United States uh, in, the, in the last uh, 30 years, well, more wow. than 30 years, 33 years. Wow. Yeah, I, in our last in our last podcast, we we had some devotees describing a, a new program that they're that they're um, trying through this through this uh, coronavirus pandemic time. Yes, where yes. Where, where book distribution in Sangertown traditionally is very difficult. You know, so devotees are doing things online, and these devotees yes. were getting books sponsored and then going to these little libraries. Yeah, these, these little libraries, and uh, one of the devotees said, "Prabhupada's books are patient." So I was thinking yeah, about that when you true. when you sent out uh, Shula Prabhupada's books to all these prisons, and and you know, it could be very discouraging. Nothing you heard, nothing. But then a year later, how you you get this letter, and now oh, it exploded! It exploded! I've been I've been fired up. My my kids thought I made a living by writing letters. <laughs> You'd be a millionaire if it, if it was if it was the case. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I I. Uh, no, all kinds of things are happening. I mean, yesterday I sent out a bunch of books, 
in a few mm. days from now, I'll send out a bunch of books. Lockdown, no lockdown. Um, so we've been we've been helping inmates get a Joppa beads, vegetarian diets, books, association, uh, whatever they need. Wow. Yeah. So this it's it's a very viable way to distribute to the Prophet's books. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, one time I was in Alachua. And uh, uh, this fellow who's he's a little controversial guy, he was challenging me, like, who, who started all this prison stuff anyways during during a, a class? I was giving a Sunday feast class. And, uh, I, you know, it was a little bit of a challenge. I thought to myself, oh, well, Srila Prabhupada, he started the prison ministry. You know, what do you mean? So Prabhupada had found a large receptive audience uh, way before coming to America. And he found it at a holy place called Janakpur in New Delhi. It's called Tihar Central Jail. Mm. Prabhupada was preaching there, um, and he wrote his godbrother, Puri Maharaj. He said, oh, I'm very enlivened by the reception of these, these prisoners, and I'm confident to make them first-class saintly characters. Those are Prabhupada's words. Mm. And Prabhupada's books, uh, my experience, Prabhupada's books, are just like Chintamani. You touch them and you're chanting Krishna, Krishna. Mm. And you're understanding the stages of bhakti, uh, gradations of Brahman, qualities of the sadhu, and everything else Srila Prabhupada's teaching. Mm. And, and we challenge our guys. Um, you write essays. You write realizations of mm. what you realize about Krishna. Never mind two lines, four lines, but you write your realizations. So they take our Gita courses, they write essays on, on various topics. What's religion? What's your religion? What's Dharma? What's yoga? What's spirituality? You know, give me the give me the bullet points points of my Avada philosophy, etc. So we you know we work. Wow. Prabhupada <laughs> was, was preaching to prisoners way before uh, coming to America. You, you mentioned you mentioned this Gita course. What what kind, how? Could you describe that a little bit more? Like what, what, how do you, um, well, the Gita course is very basic. It was formatted by a former prisoner. Mm. We deal with some very, uh, intelligent boys. He would type up, he would type anything. I, I gave any service I had to give him. He'd type it up beautifully. Mm. My own personal writings. He typed, typed them up the Gita course or what have you. And mm. so Bhakti Joseph Powell, who's known to uh, Chandramali Maharaj, who works with prisoners all over the world, in mm. Europe, America, and India, and beyond. Uh, he knows Dr. Joseph Powell very nicely. He's a very highly qualified individual, mm. and he's got out of prison now, and he's, guess what he's doing? He's distributing books in Evansville, Indiana. Haribo. Haribo. Uh, we do that with most, most of the prisoners, uh, when they get out, we send them <laughs> we send them books and we say pass these out to the young people and anybody else in your area. Yeah. So it's kind of a it's a, a devious uh, infection. Man. We're spreading the infection. <laughs> what are some of the most memorable? I mean, you, you've kind of been giving vignettes, but uh, what are some of the most venerable or memorable moments that you've had in this in in your in your service of of writing these letters to prisoners? Oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you just two quick ones. I was working, taking care of my kids. I was going to work. And I tried to get the traffic conditions just before seven o'clock in the morning, right? So I turn on the talk radio show and the guys complaining about uh, these prisoners in prison 
being pampered. Oh, guess what? Now they want vegetarian diets. And I was going, oh, that's me. That's me. Nobody's, nobody's been harassing the federal and state prison systems more than me. They hate me, boy. They have to give us, they have to give us our religious diet. So they just, they cannot stand us. We're fighting in Texas today at Caulfield Unit in Huntsville, Texas. Uh, we're working on a case. The boys, the boys were told we're rationing beans. And so all they get is beans and rice, basically. And then they stop that. And, and I just couldn't tolerate it. And I contacted attorneys and, and contacted the food supervisors. And, you know, now the boys are eating beans and rice. You're going to get, you're going to feed our guys. So, mm. <laughs> so it's a religious on the basis of our religious rights. So they, they we always win. We're we're just we're just like insects and they're the powerful institution, but we always win. Okay. Yeah. Oh so so that's one. And then the other one was in India, I go to India and um what I like to do is I just tell the brahmacharis, let's go to prison. And they say, Yes Prabhu, yes Prabhu <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll call the prison and they'll set it up. So I said, where are we going today? And they said, we're going to Agra Central Jail. I said, very good, Haribo, let's go. So we took our uh, ride from Vraj to Agra and uh, we passed through security. Uh, there's about maybe six or seven of us. And um, so the leader of the uh, uh, boys, he says, Chandrasekhar uh, Prabhu, let's go see the Goshal first. I say, what, Goshal? He said, oh, yes, very nice. Prabhu, I walked to the Goshal, and they were the most beautiful cows I've ever seen in my life. These are the most pampered cows on the planet because they're being taken care of by all our Krishna devotees at the prison. Wow. And and they were, looked like Krishna's herd. There were some were like light gray, light blue, white, brown. I mean, they were they were they were brushed all day, every day. <laughs> and as they were showing me the Goshal, I saw this huge Tosi bush. One, there's a big round bush, is just as big as you can imagine, two of them. And I said, oh, Tulsi Maharani. And mm. I said, who cares for Tulsi Maharani? And he said, uh, all of the uh, Krishna devotees here. Mm. And so they're taking care of the cows, taking care of Krishna. So we started to walk. I took a picture. Probably, probably they would have thrown me in that jail if they caught me taking a picture. But I took a picture of the, the scene there, and it looked like Krishna's Vrindavan at, at Krishna's time. It looked like a lush tropical forest, this one view that I had. Anyways, this is very beautiful. As we walked, I said, what's that? And I pointed to the side. And he said, those are potatoes. And I, I said, what is that over there? And he said, that's spinach. They had cultivated vegetables all along the walkway. They had other vegetable gardens throughout the prison. We continued to walk. I looked in front of me, and there's a Vraj-style mandir about as big as a train car in front of me and an open air and we walked up to it, and I walked inside. And they're having kirtan with Dol Dolak and uh, Arthals, and they're singing bhajans and singing Krishna, wow. Hare Krishna. And I looked in front of me, and there's this huge 30 by 40 inch picture of Krishna Balaram. And I wow. fell down, and I looked to my left, and there was Nityananda Goranga from the Braj Mandir. And I looked to the right, and 30 by 40 inch another of uh, Radhasham Sundar. Wow. And and. <laughs> So this is the facility they did. So we've had kirtan there for some time, and there's about a 30 or 40 foot wall that we had to walk through, a small door, and I could hear kirtan going on. I said, it's very nice that these prisoners can hear 
uh, Kirtan through the speakers. He said, that's not a recording. He said, they're having Kirtan live right now. We walked through, <laughs> we walked through, we walked through this door, and it was a scene like unlike any other. It looked like the sages of Naimasharanya. There was this huge neem tree. There's, uh -huh. a thousand, there's a thousand prisoners sitting. They all look turbans, long beards, sitting in the lotus. They look like the sages of Naimasharanya, and they're all having Kirtan. Wow. And so in my talk, I said, listen, I've come to India many times. I've come to Agra many times, but I've never once seen the Taj Mahal. I haven't come to India to see the uh, Ajanta Caverns or the Ag Agra uh, uh, Taj Mahal. I haven't come to see the rocks and the water and the trees. I can see rocks, water, and trees where I've come. I've come to India to see all of you. And all the inmates say, Haribo. <laughs> So, I mean, who tells them that? I've come to India to see you. Wow. And in fact, I, I tell all the prisoners wherever I go, this is a unifying movement. I mean, in our audience in prisons, there's Sikhs, there's Muslims, Jain, Hindus, and all others, Christians. And I said, this is a unifying movement. This is universal. We chant the holy names. Everybody's meant to do this. So it's a holy ecumenical mood and spirit that we have mm. when propagating Krishna consciousness in the prisons and the administrators liked it they love it and um and and the inmates are i mean the last time i was in india we were passing out books and they were coming to me and i was passing out the books and they were giving me their rupees i mean mm. they make like 10 rupees a week and they were giving me 40 rupees for a book wow it was unbelievable they're paying their own money buying the books desperately wanting this information it's uh it's a great success in India, in the north and the west. It's very easy access to the prisons. Mm. The south has opened up a little bit more because of some of the the uh, enthusiastic preaching of Sarvabhauma, and they're less sensitive in West Bengal these days. Wow, that's it. It's, it almost. Sounds, I mean, one thing that I was thinking about is that. Um, so many, and Srila Prabhupada often uses in his writings, so many uh, metaphors or parallels with this material world and prison, right? He'll give the... Don't, he'll, don't get me going. Don't get me going. Oh, I want to get you going, Prabhu. <laughs> <laughs> the, demi, the demigods are trustees. Durga's the warden. Um, Sadhana of Bhakti's parole. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, he called, he referred to the, uh, to us uh, conditioned souls as Buddhaji, which, you know, translates as bound soul. So the whole of ISKCON is a prison ministry. I just uh, administer to those who are twice incarcerated. Mm. Because everybody's a prisoner. We're all locked down in the Mahatattva. Um, here's, a, here's a quote from Prabhupada. The need of the spirit soul is that he wants to get out of the limited sphere of material bondage and fulfill his desire for complete freedom. He wants to get out of the covered walls of the greater universe. He wants to see the free light in the spirit. That complete freedom is achieved when he sees the complete spirit, the supreme personality of Godhead, Lord mm. Sri Krishna. Mm. This is our, all of us, we're all prisoners hankering. Who's not, who's not doing time? Who's not a prisoner? And who's not on death row? Mm. But, but we're all institutionalized prisoners. I saw some, I, over the years, I've, devotees have sent me different things. One out of LA, one out of Russia, I can remember at the top, top of my head. Marvin, 
He was a fellow who got caught. Guess what he got arrested for? Breaking into prison. And you can say, well, why would anybody break into prison? Because prisons become just like a mother. It's very, it's very comforting. You have a bed, you have food, you have friends, you get to lift weights in the yard. And uh, it's, it's, you know, there's no work. You don't have to worry. Uh, and it's just, you know, just like a mother. And where, and where do the, these big, tough prisoners go when they go out? They go to live with mom. Hmm. <laughs> a lot of the time. Hmm. So we're recidivists. We're recidivist sinners. And we're institutionalized prisoners unless we're engaged in very sincere and serious bhakti yoga. Those are free souls. Prabhupada used to refer to the to the his his sons and daughters as pure devotees because they were purely engaged. They were getting up early. They were working all day, going late at night, chanting strong, and this was a certain gradation of purity. So, so and they were free. Here, these souls are free. Mm. So, so what is freedom? So, freedom is uh, chanting strong and enthusiastically engaging through the mm. different stages of uh, sadhana bhakti. What are some of the biggest realizations that you've had in terms of your own spiritual life and in terms of what you just said about practicing strong and, 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 and achieving real freedom? What, what are maybe some of the biggest realizations you've had uh, for your own spiritual life that have kind of arisen from working with these prisoners, things that maybe prisoners have said, perspectives that they've had or, or, or something to that effect? Well, you know, you know, Balavanitai, mm. but others don't. So here's here's the thing. Uh, this is one example. So this is one of my favorite bhaktas. Look at that rascal. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that rascal. So I've known he was Bhakta Ben when I met him. He uh, is in doing life with no parole in a Arizona prison. And so after I wrote him for a little while, uh, he writes, he, his handwriting is very beautiful, like an angel. He, uh, he's very smart. I think he's got 140 IQ. Wow. And that's some, sometimes not unusual for some of my inmates. Some of them have been featured in different magazines for different reasons. They're quite intelligent. Here, here's what, here's what Bhakta Ben, this is just one part of one letter from the very many letters we've, we uh, exchange over, over the years. He says, he's speaking to me, you are quite right, for a miracle has indeed taken place in my life. When we first began to correspond, I was very much a hate-filled white supremacist gangster. As a reminder, all you have to do is look at the 8 by 10 portrait, which shows my prison stripes and tattoos. Mm. Uh, the hatred boils right out of my eyes. But by the mercy of Krishna, Prabhupada, you, and all of IPM, I am a changed person. I am now your menial servant who aspires to one day become a devotee. Lord Sri Nityananda's mercy is very unlimited. He accepted me before I even realized who I was or what I needed. Mm. And what to say of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who's the savior of the most fallen. I believe the whole process is called Chaitanya Darpana Marginam, which is the process of devotional service. Where is the difficulty? It is such a simple process. Now here, here is uh, that very beautiful brahmachari. Now mm. he's he's smiling. Of course, he's wearing orange. Hari <laughs> <laughs> And and he is initiated. 
by Vaisheshika Prabhu. Balavan, Balavan Nitai Das Ki. Jai. Jaya. <laughs> yeah, and and I, I know my, my own experience in writing Balavan Nitai and just the, right. not only the eloquence, um, but the, the overflowing humility. And, you know, and just like hearing about his sadhana, he chants 64 rounds a day, he preaches to the other prisoners. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite, you know, there's, there's one, one thing about, you know, uh, and, and this is kind of the purpose and the spirit of this podcast is really to highlight and uncover all of the amazing things that devotees are doing in the name of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement in the way of, of spreading Krishna consciousness, in the way of spreading Srila Prabhupada's books, right? Every and, town and village. Every town and village. And, and, and we have this, you know, and I feel like with prison ministries, it's like so much of these unsung heroes, well, maybe not uns- yeah, I guess unsung, but invisible heroes within the prison and, and who, are, who are preaching and sharing Krishna consciousness in such a powerful way. And I think oh, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Listen to this. I was in Govardhan hmm. and uh, I was circumambulating and, and the Keshava Bharti Maharaj said, please come in. Come on. What are you doing? Take Prasadam with us. I say, oh, yes, Maharaj. So we took, sat with Maharaj a little bit. We we're old friends from the Chicago uh, old Hare Krishna Airport book distribution in the 70s. And uh, so we spent some time together. All of a sudden, uh, a person walks up to me and says, he says, hey, Hey, you're Chandra Shekhar. I said, Yes, I am. He said, I know you. I know you. I'm Bhakti David Ordonez. I said, Oh, hey, Bhakti David, how you doing, buddy? And uh, I said, uh, Oh, yeah, I know you. I said, Yeah, I, I used to write you in LA, LA County uh, uh, jail. Once you'd get out, you'd go right back in. He said, Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so, so he's become. Govinda Bhashya Das, he's initiated by Indra Jumna Swami, wow. and he's a very fired, anybody who knows Govinda Bhashya knows he's an exceptional individual, wow. and he is just, he's, he's fired, he's, he's getting the whole of India fired up. If wow. you ain't fired up, you're going to be fired up, because <laughs> Govinda Bhashya, and he's doing prison preaching in India now, how about that? Wow. And um, his mother also became an initiated devotee, Amrita, somebody in L.A., all the devotees in LA know Mat- Mataji there, you know, Govinda Bhashi's mother. So, the, you know, listen, listen here. Um, this is Sanatana Goswami. If someone releases a conditioned soul or imprisoned person according to religious principles, he himself is also released from material bondage by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. I mean, the Acharyas used to do time. Which one of the Acharyas did time? Sanatana Goswami? There's a circular prison in... in um, Bangladesh that you can still go to. It's the shape of a circle. Sanatana Goswami was in prison there. Haridas Thakur, the prisoners came to him and said, will you please bless us? And he said, oh, I'll bless you. I bless you to stay in this prison. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we were hoping you were going to bless us to, to leave the prison. And he said, oh, no, I bless you to stay here and chant strong, just like Balavan Nittai chants 64 rounds a day. There's this... Uh, there's this book here by Chandramali Swami. There's it's called Forbidden Vo- Voices. Forbidden Voices. There's Krishna. And then in the bottom, the prison cells. Um, uh, here's, here's one verse. says, not considering who asked for it and who did not, nor who was fit or who unfit to receive it, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu distributed the fruit of devotional service. Um, and... Uh, 
Bhakti Vinod quoted Lord Chaitanya. He said, anybody who takes this Sankirtan movement to a place that's never been, I personally will bring them back to God. Then mm. this is from... <laughs> this is a great story. There's so many nice stories here. But I, I want to I read this part of the story. Uh, Bhakti Dan, he says, leaving prison, I have to say this sounds weird to me even now. I left that freedom and entered back into the prison of Maya. So it was a freedom for them. A lot of the prisoners comment to me that I've never been so free since I've come to prison. And that's because of Srila Prabhupada's knowledge, this this brilliant knowledge that Srila Prabhupada's providing mm. um, and chanting Hare Krishna, connecting with Krishna very sincerely, very desperately, and being sincere in their execution of sadhana bhakti. They're, they're feeling the relief that comes from connection with Krishna. They feel mm. free. What is freedom? Mm. Freedom's really connection with Krishna, contact with Krishna. And they're preaching very enthusiastically. You know some of the boys, other people, other people know others who are busy in prisons. You, you just said something about um, chanting with and, and praying with uh, real sincerity and, and, and uh, dependency. Right. And, and when you're when you when it's very apparent that your external situation is on lockdown, right, there can be a, there, can, there can be this awakening of, of deep dependence. How would yes. what, how would you say we carry that um, that same mood into our life, into our chanting? How can we how can we recognize the reality that I'm in prison right now, that I'm that I'm in lockdown? Not just because of coronavirus, not just because of whatever this, but but literally, I'm I'm bound in this material body. Well, there, there's different ways to answer that. It might not always be in the purview of uh, prison preaching, but um, uh, I, before I I begin my japa session, I pray very intensely uh, um, to connect with the holy names, and I think that you know Krishna awakens that understanding that I'm a bhada jiva, a bound soul. Uh, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's a verse from the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. I like to call the prayer of the prisoner. This is by Rupa Goswami. And um, I'll tell you what's in the purport in just a second. This is one of my favorite verses. Kamadinam katina katita dhalita dhurne desha stesham chatamaina karunana pashantihi utshrij jaitan atujarapate sankratang love the Buddhist. And what Rupa Goswami says there is, Oh my Lord, there is no limit to the unlimited, to unwanted orders uh, of my material desires that mm. contaminate my heart. Although I have rendered them so much service, mm. they have not shown any mercy to me. I have not been ashamed to serve these wicked desires, nor have I even desired to give them up. Oh my Lord, oh head of the Jadu dynasty. Recently, however, my intelligence has been awakened, and now I am giving them up. Due to transcendental intelligence, I now refuse to obey the unwanted orders of these wicked material desires. And I now come to you to surrender myself to you, to surrender myself to your fearless lotus feet. Kindly engage me in your personal service and save me. Mm. In the purport of that, that uh, verse in the Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhuli, that's chapter 22, um, Prabhupada says, this is the mood of the Maha Mantra, what we've just read. That, that's this, the, oh Lord, please engage me in your service. It means we want to stop the wicked service and begin the auspicious service. 
It's the prayer of the prisoner. We're all prisoners, and chanting is the prayer of a prisoner to come out of this uh, the dark dungeon of the material energy and uh, you know, be, be free uh, beyond the greater walls of the covered universe. Thank you, Prabhu. Prabhu, I wanted to ask just because many devotees, few devotees, many devotees will be listening to this podcast, and um, this is something you know because devotees are looking at new and uh, innovative ways to perform sangratan, and not that this is new, but it's it's uh, it's there's a lot of opportunity there. So, how can uh, what are some ways that devotees can get started? What what are some easy kind of ways that devotees can just get started with with assisting in this prison ministry well the first the first step is what i did you have to desperately seek the privilege of devotional service in connection with the sankirtan movement Mm -hmm. it varies and i'll tell you why it varies because in chile the approach is different from india or australia so but devotees in europe or australia or canada they get involved, and the way they get involved is Krishna directs them. So they have to contact prison authorities or send books into the prison libraries or become listed in a resource list for their respective uh, country. Mm. But if they have that initial desire to benefit souls that will have no access to the Sankirtan movement unless somebody thinks about helping them, mm. Prabhupada did in the early 60s. Why should these people be exempt? For the government, the college students and the prisoners are equal. They're citizens. Mm. So we're all sons and daughters of Krishna. Why should we neglect the villages, whole villages, Mm. uh, full of people, and many of them are seeking? It it varies country to country, but if there's a will, there's a way, and Krishna will direct one's intelligence how to get involved. In America— they can contact Bhakti Lata down in uh, Latchway. She does. She does her her specialty. Uh, she's not so active corresponding because she's busy with other duties. But I'm very active corresponding, getting japa beads, getting out books, getting vegetarian meals for the guys. So it varies from country to country, but but Krishna will direct them if and anybody wants to 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 help these good souls. Mm. And Krishna did. Krishna did. He mm. re- remember that question. Krishna, remember he uh, he went into prison. No, not when he was born. He appeared in prison. Our, our our Krishna, he appeared in prison, but he also went into prison again. He rescued sixteen thousand princesses. Mm. And there's a prayer I say when I see that picture. He's standing in the middle, and all these beautiful girls are are adoring him, and they have their hands folded, and they're just. Gazing lovingly at Krishna, I say, Hey Deva, hey Dayata, hey Bhuvanaka Bandhu, hey Krishna, hey Chapala, hey Karunaika Sindhu, hey Nata, hey Ramana, Nayana Bharam, Haha Kadana Bhavatasana Dandrishore Me. I mean with desperation and love, they're calling out, Oh my controller, oh my enjoyer, oh oh Lord of the universe, please save me. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful prayer and a, and a beautiful uh meditation. Not only that, he went into prison again, he saved he saved 20,800 kings that mm. had been imprisoned, I think, by the same Jarasandha. Jarasandha they, were, they, yeah. were, they were stashed away like a bringy insect stashes his, his captured 
insect into a little hole. You know how they did the wasps, yeah. a little hole for to feed off the later. And they were they were they looked like homeless people. They were ra- ragged, and they had been in prison for so long. But Krishna came and saved them, and they 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 lost their false pride, and they became very humble. And they prayed desperately with deep feeling. And Krishna appeared before them and he saved them and restored them all to their original positions. Mm. So the Acharyas have done time. Krishna goes to prison all the time. Prabhupada goes to prison. Mm. It's the whole thing's a prison. <laughs> the whole Mahatatva is Durga's fortress. She's the warden. The demigods are trustees. They're a little bit trusted. They have, they have high duties. And uh, if you want to become free, the only process is bhakti. Sadhana bhakti means you're on parole. Hey, you can go. You can go home. Just keep it up. Don't mm. go away. Wow. <laughs> that prayer that you mentioned um, from the queens who were rescued by Krishna, that's in Bhagavatam. Yeah. Hey, Deva. Hey, Dayata. Oh, most merciful one. Do you oh, know, my Lord. Do you know the verse number? Off the top I, have of your to head? Find, I have to find it. Okay, I'll, I'll look at it as well. because that, that, It's a that delightful verse. Yeah, very beautiful. Delightful verse. Like like Uttara prays, Pahi, Pahi, Mahajogin, Deva, Deva, Jagatpate, Nanyam, Twadabayam, Bhakti, Sadubir, no, no, oh, I'm getting mixed up in another verse. Anyways, she's also praying like that, Pahi, Pahi, please protect me. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Prabhu. Is, yeah. is yeah. there a way that um, can devotees contact, what's the best way for devotees to contact you if they would like to write letters? Oh. Is email good? Oh, that's that's the good question because in America, anybody can contact me. Um, uh, my email is there. It's uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm Chandra Myers, Chandra, C-H-A-N-D-R-A. Myers is M-Y-E-R-S. Um, and I'm not the girls there. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> my, my, my picture shows Prabhupada and I'm standing in back of Prabhupada. It was in Detroit in 76. So, um, uh, on Facebook, Chandra Myers, or my email is Kachori Muki at yahoo.com. Prabhupada had several nicknames. Do you know those nicknames? Pacha. His uncle used to call him Pacha. Moti. Prabhupada was so lustrous. I was just, I was just, Underneath the tree where Prabhupada appeared the other day, I was just in Kolkata, and I was just under the jackfruit tree where Prabhupada appeared. It was a uh-huh. very, very, very wonderful experience. Uh-huh. And so uh, Prabhupada was Moti, Pacha, uh, and he was called Kachori Muki because as a little boy, he had his vest on, and in each pocket of the vest, he'd have Kachoris, and he'd always have one to his Muki, to his mouth. Kachori Muki. Nobody cooked nobody cooked Kachoris as nicely as his mother, Rajani. And Kachori Muki is K-A-C-H-O-R-I-M-U-K-H-I. Kachori Muki at Yahoo.com. That'll keep you uh, Prabhupada conscious if you're writing that email. Yeah, well, uh, what we'll do is we can uh, we can put okay. it in the description as well. Yeah, yeah. All this information great. for devotees. So anybody can contact me. Um, I have plenty of inmates. I write lots and dozens of inmates. Um, I'm writing every day. I'm I'm, I'm Banaprasta now. Whether I'm Brahmachari or Vanachari or Gurhasta or whatever I was, I was always busy with my service. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Thank it you so much. It says in the uh, prayers by the personified Vedas that mm. of all of Krishna's potencies and opulences, his most important is his is his jiva daya, mm. is his kindness on the jivas, mm. and, and that 
refers to the uh, Vada Jiva, to the bound souls. We're all bound souls, and Krishna is so kind. Lord Chaitanya appears every uh, three, 3.64 billion years, uh, and he just appeared a few years ago. Mm. Uh, and, and he's showing so much mercy to us, Nityananda Ram. Uh, you know, Jagai and Madha, you know their initiated names? There was uh, something, uh, Jagatananda Das mm. and Madhavananda. So if Jaghai and Madhai can become initiated, if our Bhakta Ben can become Balavanitai after being a white supremacist, you know, low-down rascal, who 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 can't be saved by by Srila Prabhupada? Mm. Jai. <laughs> Jai Prabhupada. Thank you so much for your time, Prabhu, and for, for yes, uh, sharing all of this, all of this wonderful inspiration that you've you've cultivated and 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 embodied. Um, I, I, I very much appreciate. I always very much appreciate your association, and I, I very much appreciate being able to hear from you today. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, Prabhupada saved me in in a desperate hour, and I've been. I the, my one qualification is I've stuck close to his lotus feet for the last fifty years. Mm. I've been very busy doing some kind of service, <clears throat> and this uh, prison ministry saved me. And when I was, I was desperate to be connected with, with Lord Nityananda and Lord Chaitanya Sankirtan movement. So I, I've, I've Prabhupada's, Prabhupada's Mahapatita Pavanadev. Mm. He's, he's the great deliverer of mm. the distressed. So I'm, I'm very thankful. Thank you very much for having me because. It spreads Prabhupada's glories, and maybe we can help. Maybe we can help some sincere yogis who are locked locked away. Jai, thank you so much, Prabhu. Thank you. Hi, Krishna. All right, Hi, Krishna. Thank you again for listening to Sankirtan On. Please feel free to subscribe and share with your friends for regular updates and inspirational stories on how, by giving, we grow. Thank you for sharing this time with us. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.